Hello and welcome to the Listen to This podcast. I'm Georgia. And I'm Alana. So this is episode two of what we're calling season two now yeah because well we thought new year new season it's gonna be slightly different as well to like what we first did so kind of feel like it makes sense it feels like the first season was our just like our test let's just forget that happened (laughs) yeah yeah we'll just get rid of all those (laughs) it's like the pilot apart from the nuns (laughs) there was some classic moments yeah see that was like a of practice yeah we're still well, we're still learning you know just going with it we'll see how it goes um yeah so my story this week was not really a story it's like a bit of a conspiracy theory oh we love them uh but i feel like there's like a seed of truth in it so now i'm like is it really a conspiracy theory or are people actually like onto something huge? Oh wow! I think it's just like, and I think it's. I'll just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to say, so I'm doing, uh, industry plants. Okay, I I mean you vaguely said about this before. I don't really know what they are, um. But yeah, I'll obviously let you explain. <laughs> so an industry plan there's there's kind of varying definitions which I think is why people get kind of confused but I think the main definition that I kind of think explains it is that it's a artist or like band mainly artists that have been uh, kind of specifically picked and then like manufactured by a record label right okay so what I mean by that is they haven't just sort of been given a uh, like a record deal they've had their like entire image every all their music um kind of the name even like stuff like that that has all been picked for them by a record label oh that's so weird so like they yeah they just kind of created them they knew what would work so they just created a kind of person and then yeah. fit someone into it so essentially if you're like a complete industry plant you have no say over like what music you're releasing what you sound like you're essentially just like a product but this is the kind of like the catch where i think some people get like confused and start pointing fingers is that there are loads of like artists and bands that like would fit that label, right? Like if you look at like K-pop, for example, yeah, they're all kind of handpicked and then like developed and trained, but that's like well known. Like they're very open about that process. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big thing, isn't it? There. Yeah. So the thing with industry plants is they are kind of classed as an industry plant because they're being deceptive about it they don't they're not open about the fact that 
they've been like made by this label they're not a lot of them like they won't actually admit like when they've been signed so it's kind of unclear about like when their career actually started and how it started because they don't want to admit because it kind of gets rid of like the whole illusion there are other factors that can kind of it can have the same effect so they can kind of blow up but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are an industry right plant which is where the confusion kind of come, comes in because there are a lot of like blurred lines that like there are things that set them apart like you can use to try and identify them but there's also like just like social media for example so with Khalid Kylie um Jenner basically did an Instagram story where his song was playing in the background and that's like how he got really famous oh my god but there's a part of an industry plant is obviously paying for influencers paying for social media basically paying for your song to go viral yeah so there is that's why it's so hard to like be like this person is definitely an industry plant because there are like so many other things in place yeah there are like authentic ways of blowing up like yeah because if you think of i mean i don't know maybe you'll turn around and say he's an industry plant but if you think of like someone like sean mendes he was mentioned (laughs) yeah so it's like obviously he got really famous on vine and then like just doing like six second videos of him mm. singing and then obviously just kind of blew up from there but I guess that could be sort of well. yeah I think if you already sort of have that then I would argue that you're not you've not been picked out of like complete um anonymity like out of nowhere, yeah yeah so yeah uh Conan Gray as well oh uh J-Lo which I actually, for a few of these, I did do a bit of a like a background check to see <laughs> if I thought that they were an industry plant. So I've got a few notes on a few people. J-Lo. I, yeah, J-Lo. Well, I, re- I reckon I could actually do a whole episode on J-Lo now. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Billie Eilish is kind of one of the ones that a lot of people mention. Mm, yeah, see, I would kind of, yeah, I would kind of think that because, yeah, she came out of, nowhere supposedly mm. her song blew up on soundcloud right but that may not be the story maybe you're going to tell me that's not and it. then a few of the other ones are like lord claro who is kind of like the main person people go to when they say what's an industry plant oh that's and interesting a lot of them now seem to be like in hip-hop or like you know like kind of like the soundcloud rappers mm. So, like, Travis Scott allegedly is an industry plant. Yeah, so essentially, these people kind of, like, hide how they actually started out. And a lot of the time, they kind of pretend that, you know, they've started from the bottom. Uh, ironically, J- Drake was also on the list. <laughs> started from the bottom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you do get artists that have, like, literally started from the bottom. So, like, you have, like... The weekend, who I think was like actually homeless when he released his first like mixtape, yeah. And you have like Madonna and like Tracy Chapman, who, if you know the song Fast Car, is pretty yeah. much like essentially how they started, like working in a checkout and like all that stuff. Mm. So you have all these people that have like genuinely started out with no help whatsoever, and then 
you have these like new industry plants you have all of these resources and like don't even really have to work it that hard and yet pretend that they have it's like everything comes kind of pre-packaged and you just have to sing the songs and you're fine so the one thing it reminded me of was Millie Vanilli (laughs) yeah that's true because they brought in people that they thought were had the look would fit Mm. it but obviously didn't go so well for them I was like whoa the OGs (laughs) the OG industry plan yeah, so just to go in like a little bit more, they get they basically get the backing of like a huge record label or like people in the industry to essentially like finance their career and to like shape them to be like famous and they basically um kind of pay their way in. Oh god. And it they doesn't, it, it sounds like you hear a lot of like horror stories about like record labels like mm. not letting you do anything and it's like it probably all kind of stems from that it's like they want to control everything or see your image yeah they're song. just they're, they just want to create someone that they think is going to be successful so why waste your time looking for people with like genuine talent when yeah, you can like, just create it when yeah you can sort it all out yourself yeah, so they all kind of portray the idea that they started organically. And there is a lot of negative feeling bef- towards that because it feels like they're not being genuine. They're like uh, basically lying, which, yeah, they are. Like, Especially if they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been working on the grind for yeah. years trying to get my songs out there. There's, and... there's like an interview with Travis Scott where someone says like, because like a lot of these people are aware of the fact that they're accused of being industry plants, which is quite interesting. Mm. but someone said to Travis Scott because essentially his like story his like origin story is like oh he moved to LA I know there's a bit more into it but he like moved to LA and then suddenly like all these rappers were like hitting him up for features and (laughs) this like interviewer was like is that like really what happened do you like do you not think that maybe your like label and stuff like getting signed so early helped you like what do you think that you why do you think you're so famous? And he was like, um, it's just talent. <laughs> so wow, like, good answer. <laughs> a lot of people are like, any other rapper would have explained, like, it's more than just talent. Yeah. It's kind of hard because it does feel kind of unfair because they are given this, like, massive advantage. And it's it's kind of like they've had their whole career, like, planned out for them. Mm. And it does just come down to the fact that labels just want people that are going to make them money. Yeah, I guess what the thing is, like, yeah, based on that, they must have a huge amount of research and all that kind of Mm. stuff. They know exactly what works. And yeah, like you said, they're all about money anyway. So and a lot of them, like especially the hip hop ones, they're essentially just copying what has worked for other artists. So there's a lot of people like copying uh, Little Peep or just like entirely copying like how they, their like career moves and stuff. Is that why they've all got Lil in front of their name? (laughs) Yeah. And like someone made this point and it was like, you've got these like rappers that have like suddenly got famous overnight and they all already have like massive face tattoos. So they must have been pretty confident. Yeah. (laughs) What gives you more confidence than knowing that you've already got a record deal? 
sorted. So should people be more aware of like who is an industry plant and should they be more honest? I, I would think, say yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. And you know, is it a bad thing for music because you've got like artists that are writing songs about their like personal experiences, but obviously if they're like an industry plant, they can't really do that. <laughs> yeah. So is it a lot of the music is just kind of like generic? It's interesting because like if you think about so Billie Eilish obviously mm-hmm. was one of your examples. And supposedly her and her brother Phineas write these songs together and you know they're about things going on in her life are they saying that potentially that is a lie and that she's you know these songs are written kind of for her well the notes I have on Billy are that a lot of people think her style and her music are like genuine that's like actually her but they think that a lot of this comes down to having like good connections so it's kind of like there's a big argument about whether you're an industry plant if you just have like good connections or if you're just someone that like is making the most of like the situation you're in and you're not being controlled by them but you're kind of using these like resources to your advantage so you're still kind of like you're not a puppet but you're not being entirely truthful about like how you got to where you are yeah so like with Billy obviously like her parents are like amateur musicians they work in like I think they're both actors or like they yeah work I was gonna in... say I've seen them in things I yeah think. and her brother was like an actor long before like Billy anything happened there yeah he was in Glee <laughs> yeah so and weird they, yeah they kind of say like you know did she just make the most out of like who she knew and is that really wrong and like wouldn't isn't that what everyone else would do if they had the chance? Yeah, I guess it's like any job. It's like if you have a connection mm. to, you know, some company that you want to work for, then you would use that to try and get a job there, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then um, a lot of people think that J-Lo's like, singing career was created to take down Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. Because apparently, I didn't know, apparently they have, like, a massive feud. Really? Yeah. So I that could be that, that could them. be another uh, episode. But then I looked into yeah. it and I was like, it actually sounds kind of justified. So essentially, <laughs> J Lo like had her music career like launched for her. I'm mean, the only J Lo song I can think of is like Jenny from the Block. Yeah, same. And a lot of people say like she's quite her music career is nowhere near as good as like her acting or her dancing. Oh, and Give Me Everything wasn't she on that song? I've no idea. (laughs) Yeah, they think that, like, because her debut album came out in 1997, like, that's a very fast, that's two years to go from being just an actress to having a debut album out. Yeah. Her label were accused of trying to sabotage Mariah because they released a song with, like, a sample on it that Mariah had uh, already requested and used in a song for a, like, movie but it hadn't come out yet. So because they'd used it for J-Lo's song, she had to re-record everything because she couldn't release her song with it in. Oh, wow. Three that weeks before. Crazy. 
it was meant to come out. Wow. Yeah, I'd, read it. I'd say it's justified. I mean, that's just not <laughs> on, is it? Out of order. And yeah, Jaylee's seen as this like great role model. But is she just ripping off Mariah? Because, you know, she, I didn't know this, but she actually uh, like borrows vocals from other female artists and passes them off as her, her own. No. So on her albums, a lot of it isn't her, but it's uncredited. So like you don't actually know. Who Nearly it is. 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> and she like apparently lip syncs a lot of it on stage as well. I, I, I mean I kind of gather that. I don't think she's but, ever known. But as, like, she's not lip syncing her own voice. She's lip syncing other people. Yeah, no, that's awful. So yeah, that was like, that should uh, still be allowed to happen. Yeah. So she is like apparently an industry plant. Because, you know, her entire music career was kind of manufactured. That is mad. There's also Clara. Yeah. So Clara, came out of nowhere. Yeah, so she's kind of part of the, like, there was, like, a big boom recently of, like, bedroom pop. Yeah. I think for, like, uh, Bia Dadubi. Wow, well, she said her name right. <laughs> how? Just, wait, how did that? <laughs> just happened. <laughs> So that's, like, a huge trend right now. So obviously, like, um, labels are trying to capitalise on that. Mm. So they think that Claro is kind of, like, a huge industry plant and everyone is kind of knows it because she portrays herself as this, like, self-made indie artist. Like, that's, like, part of her vibe. Like, all her music videos are, like, very, like, lo-fi webcam quality. Mm. And that's, I think that's what, that's her brand. Like, that's why people like her. Yeah. But her dad is, like, this massive marketing executive. Like, he's a big deal. Like, he's worked with Coca-Cola. He worked with uh, Converse, who have their own, like, music side to their business. Mm. And the people that work on that also work on um, Fader, you know, like, the music magazine? Yeah. And there's, like, a really famous interview with uh, Clara on Fader, which kind of, like, is attributed to, like, her fame. Because, allegedly, the reason she got so famous is because one of her songs went viral. Yeah, because I think that's how, like, all of a sudden, she was just mentioned everywhere on my Twitter. I was like, who is Clara? And, uh, yeah, because of one song. I can't remember what one it was now. So a lot of people kind of focus on the fact and the fact that she doesn't talk about anything to do with, like, her dad and is very much, like, her brand is self-made. So if she was to say, like, oh, actually, my dad helped me out with this and that, then it would kind of ruin her image. Yeah, I guess that's, if yeah, if she's trying to portray that image. I mean, I get why it's slightly embarrassing or, like, you don't want to say it because you don't want people to think that you're kind of privileged in any way of, like, mm. you know, you have, you had an easy way through. But then if you're open and honest about it, then I feel like people would respect you more than lying about it. And people aren't just going to point fingers at you calling you an industry plant. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could just be like, yeah, like, obviously my dad's a big name. I And, you know, that's a part yeah. of the reason why I made it. But, like, I, you know, I'm... 
I make my own music as well. And... Yeah, and so people are kind of saying, like, you know, maybe she did want to be a singer and her dad kind of reached out to... Because she got signed quite early on. So they're saying, like, maybe there was some sort of conversation before that where they were helping her, like, shaping her into an artist and she's mm. just never talked about it. All these sly artists. <laughs> and then... um Going into how you spot an industry. Oh, yes. So some of the main, like, ways that you can kind of, like, giveaways that people maybe aren't as organic as they say they are is that their old music is vastly different to their new music. Yeah. Kind of a key sign. Almost as if they're, like, hiding who they were before. Yeah, don't want kind of sweep that under the rug yeah because you get people that would like make fun of like their old music or whatever Mm. but these are people that like don't want you to know or like it's not well known that they had other like uh kind of like aliases or like other releases yeah they have a clear up in budget so clearly if they had had old music they suddenly had like a big injection of money into like music videos production everything like that if there's like a sudden change or if they're just starting out and yet they seem to sound like i don't know they're like on like adele's level yeah that's also a giveaway this is making me think of so you know obviously this week driver's license has absolutely blown up the world I've got something to say about that later that kind of comes into something. Okay, That's well, yeah, point. we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, it's kind of all the signs are there. It make, it does definitely does make me now like quite um, suspicious. <laughs> because everyone will just be like, industry blood. Yeah. And then there's also like, have they just popped out of nowhere? Do they just have like this overnight success with like no real clear backstory, which is a big giveaway for a lot of people you know a lot of people are quite open about how they've like uh like started out and yet there are other people that just say like with Travis Scott they're like oh no like oh I just like moved and then suddenly like blew up and got signed a lot of things that don't like add up like when they got signed and things like that that's like quite a big giveaway for a lot of people because they are trying to hide essentially the fact that yeah early on they had help I guess it's easier to not talk about it than to talk about it once and like lie and then have to keep up the lie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing is like fake views of bots. So a lot of people think that like people trick like algorithms and stuff by like these labels buying all these fake views and buying like into the algorithm. Oh, that's an interesting one because like there's always loads of discussions about like the Instagram algorithm and stuff and mm. how it changes and the way that it's like people interact with it is completely changing. It is very like fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's things like hiding like associations with like people in the industry that they have, hiding like labels and record deals. Um, suddenly having like collabs with like massive artists without really having much of their own discography first yeah that's interesting so just suddenly there's a few that recently have had like 
quite big collabs and I'm like how did you manage that like you've barely yeah. got like two songs out huge like giveaway is like mm-hmm. a lot of people just get like collabs for like no real reason also um no actual like local recognition or support because you know with like local bands and things a lot of people try out by like doing like local shows and like start when you start off small like you start off with people that are around you yeah so a lot of these people like don't seem to have that which is interesting mm. and also a lot of them work together so oh they're all way like together yeah it's like the illuminati is like some secret meeting that they all have these <laughs> industry plants they all get together once a year to talk about <laughs> how good they are at lying about it <laughs> But yeah, that, um, that's kind of like the key things. A lot of people get accused of being industry plants, but there are other reasons why people suddenly do get famous overnight. So like with Olivia Rodriguez, she kind of already had a following and like sometimes it is just luck. Yeah. Like it is pure luck. Like, right time. you can do. I mean, right time, we're all like doing nothing. So why not like... Yeah, I feel like TikTok on. is massively contributing to music now Mm. because obviously the more and more it gets used on tiktok the more streams and stuff but like oh yeah i feel like all it takes is one like famous person on tiktok to take the song or like know the song use it and then it's it spreads like wildfire and like social media is massive like when lil nas like he already was a bit of a like he had quite a big following on twitter before he even dropped any music so I think sometimes just like having that already and like being a meme and like stuff like that you don't really yeah. have control over but it like helps massively. So yeah, not every single person that has like suddenly blown up overnight is an industry plant. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're just going to be continually suspicious of them. But yeah, I get what you mean. There are <laughs> organic ways of it happening. And a lot of people get quite angry at being called an industry plant. So, for example, someone called Cardi B an industry plant. Oh! And her reply was, um, you can't buy the general public. You can't buy stadiums of people singing your song back to you. Which I think is, like, an interesting response. Because she has a point. Yeah. But then that doesn't disprove that she's an industry plant because they, you know, they mold, they could mold her into the person that means that she gets thousands of fans singing back to her. So, and I think, I mean, she has a point, like, not every industry plant is going to work. I think a lot of it is like, like a lot of the people that I saw being accused, I'd literally never heard of. And I think sometimes it is a if it's really obvious, people aren't going to like that either. So I feel like it has to be worth it. Like, you have to hide it well, or it's just mm. not going to work. There's a lot of, like, stuff that goes into it. And sometimes it is just, like, good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that like, was... Marketing does work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my um, industry plan. I think one thing I'm now going to be looking out for is Billy's new book. Yeah, because what's she going to talk about in the beginning? Because Billie Eilish is, like, releasing a book about herself, and it's kind of like, I wonder if she will mention, like, what happened with Ocean Eyes, and maybe that will 
dispel a few rumours. Yeah. Or is it being made because she's been accused of being an industry? (laughs) It's like, right, we need to amp up these lies. Put it in a book. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I think there are a few, like, genuine ones out there that are pretty obvious to see. I went on one guy's Wikipedia page and they literally said, like, he's born in, like, 2000s and he is an industry plant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Outed already. But yeah, I think oh, it's quite interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's completely a bad thing, but no. I think it's just the dishonesty. Yeah, the dishonesty is the worst part, which yeah. I think is why so many people are now obsessed with trying to figure out who is lying. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, some people want a further connection with an artist to know that they've, you know worked really hard to get there and maybe they've been through some stuff to get there but like yeah if that all kind of goes away and it just turns out that they were picked up and put into this position Mm. then people potentially lose that connection with them like oh maybe you don't deserve it yeah exactly yeah I guess it's like it's hard isn't it because yeah just because you have connections and uh you know you are sought after doesn't mean that you don't deserve it it just means you know you got a bit of an easier way through but it would be perceived as that you didn't deserve it which is a really tricky thing to get around I feel yeah I mean if someone came up to you and said I've got an idea I want you to be a country artist but this your name isn't Alana it's gonna be Lil Lands and you have to dye your hair and have really long extensions and wear a cowboy hat at all times and also have a Texan accent but I can promise you'll get like 10 million followers I mean who wouldn't say yes howdy (laughs) yeah it's a a tricky one yeah with the Olivia uh, Rodriguez thing Rodrigo that she has been mentioned a few times but a lot of people are arguing that actually she's already like a pretty well-known actress yeah to and, be fair you know it might have just been good timing and also the whole she is kind of capitalizing on like the whole like um rumor that apparently it's like a love triangle thing yeah yeah there's this i was reading about it earlier because did you listen that... did you listen to a song I haven't fully listened to it, but I've I've seen some of the lyrics. It's it so bad. It just basically like talks about someone lying, doesn't it? It's such a bad. Song. It sounds like a Shawn Mendes song, and like not in the best way. <laughs> oh no! But like, I don't know if that's genuinely like he's released it as a bit of like a. I honestly, oh, I'm going to yeah. get back at you, or his PR team have just like done a very good job of like putting it out because they know people will listen to it because of all the drama. But yeah, supposedly they're in a love like triangle with Sabrina Carpenter, and um, yeah, beef, High School Musical beef. <laughs> That's really cool. I think yeah. like not. I don't think many people will be aware of it. Like you probably have. Like I, you know, you know, there's people out there that have been chosen to be famous and you know picked out, but you probably wouldn't think it was that well thought of, and maybe you wouldn't think it's some of the people that you listen to quite a lot. Yeah, so I think, some pretty famous people that you mentioned. I, I think the worst thing is just knowing that they are essentially like a puppet. Mm. Yeah. But I wonder how many people out there 
still don't really have much control about like what music because obviously there's the whole big thing now is like really you're more respected if you write your own stuff and you're part of Mm -hmm. that process but it's like so I wonder how many people are still out there that don't really get to choose and they just like get songs written for them and they go into studio record the vocals and then they go yeah these are my songs happy days yeah I think when I I looked a bit into like Lord because I was like I I didn't really believe that she was an industry flat to be honest because she just seems like incredibly intelligent and like her lyrics are really like personal so I like looked into it and like she was like identified as like a gifted child at like six. Oh wow and like her like intelligence and like at the, her like writing was like really um like recognized when she was a child so she has obviously like always I think she was spotted and like given a record deal because they knew she had talent yeah but she's not necessarily an industry plant because it is still her Mm. she's not like kind of being forced into yeah it's still her writing and yeah Yeah. still her kind of style and things it's interesting as well like because I think of like people like Justin Bieber who now like I think about I'm like well apparently yeah he posted songs on youtube for his family who lived a far away and then scooter braun spotted him or you know one of his minions spotted him <laughs> and and yeah met with him and said right we're gonna set you up and we're gonna turn you into this pop star or whatever mm. but that makes me think like yeah did they kind of know what they were doing and what they were looking for and yeah. kind of fit the mold was it really just luck or was it something else yeah I mean that's a good cover story it's a great cover story you know my nan wanted to see my videos <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to get spotted by a very uh, important man who could get me a music deal why doesn't that happen to me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it felt like quite a rabbit hole because there were a lot of like people pointing fingers and a lot of people arguing about the definition as well like people saying like actually they don't they don't they're not an industry plant they're just like trying to follow a trend or whatever yeah it was interesting but yeah I do think I know it is kind of like a conspiracy theory but I do think there's a lot of truth to them sounds like it like there's too much evidence to say that it is kind of a thing to be honest we're on to you It's yet another one of our missions to to find out if we can discover some real industry plants. There was there was this guy that was like accused of being one, so his retaliation was to wear a t-shirt that said industry plant on it. <laughs> and he was like, I can't be if they're letting me wear a t-shirt with it on. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, it's kind of valid. <laughs> but <Sure>. not. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was it. I like it. Good one. Right, so we're going to do another, uh, what are we even going to call this kind of segment? It's just that we're going to switch it up at the end of each episode, a random thing to talk about. Yeah, that's a catchy title. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll come up with something. But yeah, here's the random topic we're talking about today. And it's, if you could bring 
any musician back from the dead, who would you bring back? Right. I feel like we both got a few. What, who's one of your first ones? I've, we're probably going to have a couple of the same ones, to be fair. Yeah, I think there's one person we definitely both have. But I think all of mine have the same like theme. Like They're all quite like tragically died. So like okay. my first one, the first one that like popped into my head, but I think is like kind of surprising for me anyway, is Mac Miller. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I didn't like listen to any of his music until he died, and like his like past two albums. I know there was one that was like, uh, what word am I thinking of? Released like after he died. Posthumous. I was gonna try and say that, but I was thinking of like humus. Posthumous. <laughs> yeah, I think those two albums are like I really love them. Like they're just so good, and I never would have thought I'd be like a Mac Miller fan. Yeah, he he was one that like I listened to a bit. Like I knew a couple of songs, but then yeah, like you said, it wasn't until he died that I probably properly started listening to him. He has like a song called. Um, come back to earth oh i know that one and it's one of the best one of my favorite songs of all time oh god it's just so it's... nice yeah what's yours so i'll do a big one so i think and probably you've got it on your list as well amy winehouse yeah yeah <laughs> just because like oh like back to black is just such like an iconic album and I, I i even i listen to her so much like still to this day yeah and like i i don't know i just feel really sad that i never got the chance to see her and i would love to see what like what she would go on to do literally yeah there's um in the exchange in bristol so like a really really small venue absolutely tiny there's a poster of when she like performed there and whenever I see it, I just get really sad. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like she like had like so much more to give. Like and like you know she was still young and like uh, yeah, it would have just been like I think yeah she could have done like so much more incredible stuff. So it's like ten times sadder. No one compares. No voice matches like no. what yeah what she had. It's um yeah mad. Yeah, she's one of the ones that does make me quite sad. But yeah, she mm. was on my list as well. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> right, your turn. Um, so my other two are um, kind of, again, all quite like tragic, kind of died too soon sort of vibe. Um, Selena uh, Quintanilla. Oh, yeah. And she died quite tragically. She mm. was like... Because there's a movie, obviously, that J-Lo was in where she played her. Yeah. Isn't there a new one coming out at some point? Yeah. Or a series yeah. or something? Yeah, there's... Uh, I can't remember who plays her. But, yeah, I think that was just really tragic. The way she died as well was just, like, horrendous. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think she also would have gone on to do, like, even more amazing things. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. One of mine is obviously freddie mercury oh i didn't even think <laughs> yeah it'd just be insane if he was still alive today and like queen kind of doing like a comeback tour 
of like mm. you know maybe they had you know stopped doing stuff for a while and then he started touring again and you know he's his voice is unlike anyone else's i think he's got like he holds like ro- world records like for his voice and stuff i think does he yeah for like reaching certain notes and things have you ever heard about the time that freddie mercury called sid vicious simon ferocious <laughs> no <laughs> no but story, i want to the story is that um it was his comeback to sid calling him freddie platinum so they were recording down the hall from each other in like a london um studio and sid vicious basically burst into queen's control room and started like trying to like fight him and saying like have you succeeded in bringing ballet back to the masses then and his mercury's reply oh yes simon ferocious we're trying our best dear and apparently you got really aggy <laughs> oh that is so iconic <laughs> and there's just like this other bit where apparently like freddie was like flicking the safety pins on his like leather jacket and was like did you arrange these pins just so and basically like didn't even if he was like trying Sid Vicious was basically trying to intimidate him and failed me <laughs> I love that you see like we'd have way more stories like that I feel oh. like he was such like a great character and yeah I feel like he would be one that yeah if he was still alive today it'd be pretty epic my um, last one is Kurt Cobain yeah I just want to know what like would have happened yeah I was reading something about uh, Dave Grohl the other day and he said like he still has like dreams that Nirvana are going to get back together and then he kind of remembers yeah like that can't really happen I I think it's their like drama do you know no, because Dave Grohl was the drummer. <laughs> yeah, bassist is like a massive, like right, right wing asshole. Oh no! But yeah, I would just—I really want to know, like, what you would have done. I mean, we wouldn't have had the Foo Fighters. No, that's true. That would have been very sad. But yeah, part of me is just like, what would he would he have like turned into? Yeah, it's it's funny how we've chosen a few that are like in the Twenty Seven Club. Yeah. So it's like kind of all the ones that died at the Twenty Seven Club, tragically young, and like under like bad circumstances. Yeah, want to bring all those back. Mm. See what they would have done. Like they could have gone on to do much more. Would he have TikTok? I feel like maybe he would. (laughs) Pretty would a hundred percent. Oh my god! If you say he'd be the most popular one there. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this isn't maybe a serious one because who knows he might still be alive but Tupac because <laughs> I just want to know what happened <laughs> just want to yeah, know the truth true. <laughs> just it's one of those ones where I'm like oh maybe we should do that for episodes and then you like get into it and you're like oh my god it's too big of a hole I feel like yeah. you just get completely lost in the conspiracy yeah he would be a good one just to ask questions like so what actually happened it, this is essentially our like who would you invite for dinner yeah like who, which dead people would you invite because like if it was alive people obviously it's obvious it's david Ambra and stevie nicks obviously and harry styles <laughs> it's like what a dinner party 
Yeah, those are some good ones. I think I know, there's a few others that I'd like to bring back, like like there's Glenn Frey, who was the lead singer of The Eagles. Um, so that would have been really cool if he was still alive when I got the chance to see them, because I never thought I'd have the chance to see them. Um, yeah. Some filled in for him, so that was quite cool anyway. Also, like, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Prince. Oh, Prince, yeah. Like I, I didn't properly listen to Prince. Like I only knew obviously like the famous ones until he died, and like I got really into him. Isn't it a shame sometimes that someone has to die for you to like start listening to them and appreciate? Yeah. Also, there are people now that I'm like, if they die now, I'm gonna be devastated. Oh my God, there's times where I worry that like yeah, some of them could definitely die young, like Miley Cyrus, like yeah, that's, Matt, yeah, it is those Matt people. Healy. Oh god, yeah. Like when I see them like trending on Twitter, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> no. Cheerful chat of who we'd bring back from the dead. <laughs> next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next episode we have two back. <laughs> I bring out Luigi board. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the end of episode two, season two. Follow us on Instagram where we post stuff and we're going to post a bit more about, you know, our gig experiences and just like fun music things. And you can listen to us on all places that do podcast listening. Spotify, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Anchor. I think that's it. (laughs) yeah (laughs) well we will see you next week and next week is a where are you now episode so look out for that yep cool okay well see you next week Bye. bye